therapists say the two-handed weaver stance for shooting. But her pain was manageable, her injury improving, and her overall state of health excellent. Enough to convince the powers that be to allow her to return under restricted duty status. Meaning, she now spent more time supervising as a sergeant than engaging in hands-on investigating as a detective. She told herself she could handle it. The work was the work, and either way, she was solving crimes. Of course, she continued to engage in thrice-weekly occupational therapy sessions where she used a hand weight in lieu of her handgun and practiced the motion of unsnapping her holster, then drawing and firing over and over again. She also spent some time on the shooting range, one-handed, not as reliable, not department SOP. But she had to start somewhere. Otherwise, Phil and Neil, two of the finest detectives on the force, would forever be saddled with a rookie. The Goldings' garage was a detached, single-car unit set in the back of the property. Striding forward, Dee Dee vacated the structure, crossed the modest backyard, and headed for the street. Sun was just coming up, a gray, chilly dawn that seemed almost anticlimactic given the current level of activity. Patrol cars were stacked up along both sides of the busy neighborhood street, as well as the ME's vehicle and several larger, more impressive media vans. The first responders had done an admirable job of roping off the property, from the gray-painted two-story colonial to the dilapidated rear garage. The officers had seized it all, establishing a strict perimeter of yellow crime scene tape that would make Dee Dee's job that much easier. Nosy neighbors contained to the sidewalk across the street? Check. Rabid reporters confined to fifty yards away from the closest law enforcement officer? Check. And now for the trifecta. Didi discovered the woman sitting in the back of the third patrol car, shoulders shivering slightly beneath a blue BPD blanket, face staring straight ahead. A district detective sat beside her. The rear car door sat open, as if they were waiting for something or someone. Neither was saying a word. Margaret, Didi acknowledged the officer on the far side of the vehicle. This close, she realized why the vehicle door had been left ajar, Back at the crime scene, investigators had marked a bag of rotting food that had been pulled out of a trash can and torn open. The woman must have been at least elbow deep in that mess, given the scent of rancid meat and sour milk wafting from her skin, let alone the streaks of slime marring her cheeks and mucking her hair. Dee, the district detective replied stoically. Heard you were back. Congrats. Thanks. Dee's gaze remained focused on the woman the alleged killer, the alleged victim. The girl appeared young, mid to late twenties would be Dee Dee's guess, with shoulder-length blonde hair and delicate features that would probably be found attractive, if not for the assortment of bruises, smatters of blood, and smears of rot. The girl didn't look at her, but continued to focus on the back of the driver's seat. Flat affect, Dee Dee noted, an expression most often found in homicide cops or victims of chronic abuse. Standing outside the patrol car, Dee Dee leaned down until her face was even with the woman's. Sergeant Detective Dee Dee Warren, she said by way of introduction. And you are? The girl finally turned her head. She stared at Dee Dee, seemed to study her as if looking for something. Then she resumed her examination of the back of the driver's seat. Dee Dee gave it some thought. Quite the scene in the garage. 
Chemical fire, I'm told. Basically, you burned a man alive with some kind of preservative mixed with antifreeze. You learned that as a Girl Scout? Nothing. Let me guess. Devin seemed nice enough when you first met. Good-looking guy, hardworking. You decided to give love a chance. Devin? The woman finally spoke, gaze still locked straight ahead. Her voice sounded husky, as if she'd smoked too much or screamed too loud. Victim's name, Devin Goulding. What, you never got around to asking? Cool blue eyes, gray, Didi thought, as the girl glanced over. Didn't know him, the girl said. We never met. And yet here we are. He's a bartender, the girl offered, as if that should mean something to Didi. Then it did. You went out tonight, to the bar where Devin worked. That's how you met.